One of the reasons that people don't do good virtual training is they think content is the outcome. Or they think, you know, the, the, the customer's progress is the outcome. No, energy is the outcome. Because without the right energy imbued into your training, they don't watch it, they don't watch it, they're not gonna get the progress. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're gonna train you to make self-improvement a real way of life to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go, yearofmastery.com. Today, I'm going to talk with you about best practices in virtual 
coaching and training. Today, I wanna go into just some simple, basic strategies for doing great virtual training. It's not always easy, as many people will go out and sell it to you. Oh, just do live cast, it's super simple. I mean, I'm telling you, there's always something going on, whether it's technology or you know issues that happen as you're trying to do good ongoing virtual teaching and training. So you guys have asked a lot of questions in this theme, and that's my job today. Now, let's talk best practices in virtual training. First rule in all the virtual training, which you all see because you're in our programs, the first rule is this one. Attendance is the primary goal. Getting people to your virtual teaching, training, coaching is the whole game, the entire game. Because if you aren't here, we don't get to add the value. We don't add the value, we don't make the impact. We don't make the impact, we don't keep you as a subscriber, we don't change your life, we don't add the value, we don't build the business. You see how this all continues. So what, what do you see? Most of you, to get here today, you receive multiple emails during the week reminding you that you're gonna be here, plus an email today as well. And you also receive a text message. And if you're on Messenger with us, a Messenger message, right? We're doing everything we can to get you to participate in that virtual training. And I think this is important because many of you have teaching or training programs, but you're not doing enough reminders to get people there. For example, some of you run webinars and webinars are a very, very popular thing in our industry. Um, but what happens with webinars is often people who set up the webinar system, they'll send one reminder before the webinar begins, maybe two. But you know what best practices in the industry? Listen to this, eight separate reminders before the webinar. Eight separate reminders before the webinar. Could you imagine? Now I know you're like, that sounds so obnoxious, Brendan, that's so many, but please remember other industry data. And that is less than 20% of people are gonna open your email reminders. Less than 5% are gonna click on the link to go to the thing. So remember those multiple things, you know, 80% missed the first one, probably the second, third, and fourth. So it's, it's gonna catch, take time to catch up for them to see you, all right, for them to get the reminder. That's why you wanna mix that modality. Could you send out a voice broadcast and remind people when to attend? Could you send out a Facebook messenger? Could you send out a text? Everything for you to maintain the business is based on, believe it or not, reminders to get people to participate in things that they already purchased or engaged in. And I know you guys know this because some of you, I mean, you miss a week here or a month there and then you're back in and it's all based on whether or not you're engaging with our reminders. So I wanna remind you, even before we get into the best practice of like how to train, please remember getting people there is everything. So there's two parts to getting people there, right? One, get the buyer. And two, remind the buyer to show up. That should be super obvious to you. Get the buyer, remind them to show up. So first, let's talk about getting the buyer that many of you are overcomplicating this journey to getting subscribers into your virtual training. You're, you're, you're way overthinking it. And I wanna share with you how we kind of approach it and how we're even this influencer business program, because many of you ask, how are you gonna build the influencer business program? We're gonna build it with a funnel, just like we build everything else. And what we'll do is very simple. We'll get people to go to a page, we'll, we'll drive ads or do social media, to get people to come to a page and they'll opt in, right? You remember the OVO, opt-in value offer. We're just gonna follow OVO right down the line. We're gonna get them to opt in, 
But on the next page, so they'll opt in for some training or some teaching points on how to become an influencer, as an example. Next page, I'll teach something. You know, I'll, I'll introduce, I'll say, hey, I'm gonna teach this topic. I hope you're gonna love it. If you love more of this, join our Influencer Business Program. There's some information down below. Let's get into the training. Then I'll teach a training for maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe a full hour. And then at the end of that, there's another call to action to join the ongoing subscription. That's that page. Then we'll send them like seven more emails like that that add value, teach them something, tell them to join the program. Teach them something, tell them to join the program. Teach them something, tell them to go to the program. Then we'll run a deadline sequence. Say, hey, listen, we've been telling you about it. We're gonna move you on to the next thing and not tell you about this one anymore. Doesn't seem like you know, you've engaged with it yet. So you have 72 hours left to engage with it. You get this bonus if you sign up. Make 48 hours left to sign up. 24 hours left to sign up, last call, last day. And that's the funnel, guys. And then they either drop into the next offer sequence or they drop into our newsletter where we keep referencing the ongoing training that we're doing virtually. And that's it. Some of you think you have to have like, oh, well, I best, I, you know, I'd better do a national tour and I'd better, you know, launch a book plus a webinar plus 50 other lead magnets and opt-ins. And I'm like, get one good opt-in, add a lot of value, tell them about the subscription, send more value, tell them about the subscription, send more value, tell them about the subscription, and just keep it rolling. One opt-in, tell them about the value, get the subscription. That's how you get them, okay? Now again, coming back to my very first point, attendance is primary. So now you've got some people who signed up, now you need to send out the reminders, and you need to get them there, y'all. I hope this makes sense. I know it's so straightforward. Um, so I hope this is serving so far. So attendance is the primary goal. Number two, energy is the outcome. Never forget this. One of the reasons that people don't do good virtual training is they think content is the outcome or they think you know the, the, the customer's progress is the outcome. No, energy is the outcome. Because without the right energy imbued into your training, they don't watch it, they don't watch it, they're not gonna get the progress. And you have to realize, holy, you're, you're, the most important thing for you to do in your virtual training, and I'm gonna tell you this over and over and over again, is to manage your energy, to do everything you can to get yourself in a good energetic state, to make sure the, the vibe feels good in your virtual training, to manage your life in such a way that you manage stress well, you take care of your health, that you know when they look in your eyes, they can see that you're there, that you are present, that you care about what you're doing, no matter what's going on. I mean, guys, we just had a, 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 a hurricane blow through here, you know, 48 hours, just barely missing Puerto Rico's east side. And it was scary. And, you know, we packed, you know, we got, closet full of water and batteries and food and everything else like this. And listen, I'm not complaining because we so lucked out. I mean, remember Maria blew through here in 2017 and really wiped out the island. And, you know, we're, we're coming off a lot of travel and there's a lot of new things we're starting and everything else like that. But when I get here to teach and train, it is my full force energy for you and you need to get there for your people. So many people start 
and they're waiting to warm up. So many people start and they're not really there and they're not really engaged. And so many people forget that it's your full vibrancy and energy, no matter what it is for you. You don't have to move around like a clown like me. You can just be there, be passionate, be, I mean, your energy is what is keeping people from staying longer with you. That sounds so hard to say, but that's my coaching for you today. Often it's your energy in your marriage, it's your energy in your friendships, it's your energy in your team that is causing those things not to be as fulfilling, joyful, fun, engaging as they could. So please be responsible for the energy you are projecting into this world. I say it all the time. I hope you don't need this lesson from me, but I have seen, if you watch a lot of social media right now, influencers are wiped out and you can tell, you can tell that they're faking it. You can tell that they're, you know, so often in, in a bad place. You can tell that their message isn't congruent over a period of a month, two, three, four, five months, five years. And what's happening is, and I want to tell you this, the energy isn't like it's just low in terms of enthusiasm, because I don't want you to mistake what I'm talking about here. I think what we are seeing is an energy of people going, ugh, I have to do this. Oh my God, I got to do another post. Have you been that person? Oh, I got to do, oh wait, now there's TikTok and now, oh, what about Snapchat? And there's, oh, oh, I got to do, they're met, the, the energy out there is, oh, I got to do this thing. And that comes across. It should be a joy in your heart that you get to serve people and reach people so easily these days from your laptop. Are you kidding me? And if that joy in your heart isn't there, you're not serving people well. And so you got to find that energy for you. It's not always easy. I mean, I get it, but I look forward to doing these so much, no matter what the technology, the timing, the tools, it's like, wow, I really get to talk to people. I'm that kid from Montana who, you know, I never really got to see that many people. I mean, I get to talk to more people, you know, on the internet now than we're in my home state where I grew up in Montana. So I just share with you, have that energy and enthusiasm that's so just grateful and, and thankful that you get to do your work. If you enter your work virtually from a place of not, I have to do this, but a place of feeling blessed, feeling grateful, you have a whole different energy than everybody else online right now. Everybody else online to me has two feelings. Number one, it's, oh, I got to do this again. And number two, it's this get rich quick, like schemey thing where, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Sometimes influencers get a bad name right now because it's a bunch of, you know, people projecting a, a false front so that, you know, they can sell their thing. And they're not really in it for the servant leadership. They're not in it for the contribution. They're in it for the post and the likes. In other words, there's a superficial nature to what they're doing. And because there's a superficial nature to what they're doing, they're not digging deep. They're not talking the language that you and I talk about, best practices, research, um, thoughtful interaction, a deep care for mission, purpose, vision, really contributing in a way that matters, caring for ourselves so that we can serve our highest level, being a good vessel for the message, whatever that message is for us. That's that, that, that's not really out there so much right now. And I think people are feeling that. And I think that's why our industry is getting really harshly judged right about now. And I don't say, I don't pretend to have the answer. 
but I do know the answer is going to come from, for you, your next breakthrough in your life, but also your business and your audience is realizing the energy that you are creating for your audience, the momentum of your spiritual energy, your tonal energy, the, your presence that you have with people, that is so much more important than the things that many people obsess about, which is, oh my gosh, I'd better obsess about, you know, writing everything down. Oh my gosh, I'd better obsess about, you know, 50 hours of research or something else like that. And they forget about how they're showing up. And so I got to share with you how you are showing up really, really matters. And I think you know that. Okay. When do you know the right time is to start your training program virtually um, right now and immediately? That's the answer. Like right now and immediately. Because listen, you, you could do this here. You, you could start a subscription program where you're doing virtual training right now, literally today. You could go put it on the internet. Hey, I'm going to start this virtual training. And you could do it in Facebook groups with your phone. In fact, I've got dozens of friends who that's all they do. They just go in Facebook groups. They teach. They give people access to something else offline. And they're doing it with their phone. I mean, that's incredible. So I, I don't want you to think technology is going to slow you down. I think that when is the time? Oh, this was Susan, by the way. When is the time to do that? It's like immediately. This is a big part of your business. And you should really care about starting it. This is my opinion. Okay. RV Vargas is saying, when you're just starting in this thought leadership work, do you think virtual training is appropriate to start? Or do you think you need to build up your base with promotional partners before you launch a virtual training program? No, start immediately. Because listen, the greatest lie in the influencer space or in the marketing space or the thought leader space has always been, oh, you know what? I can only launch that program when I become famous, when I become known. Do you want to know how you become famous and you become known? You get students, meaning it doesn't matter if it's one student, two students, three students, but your, your goal is if you get five raving fans who turn into 25 raving fans who turn into a thousand, that, in other words, doing the work, doing the actual work now, doing the actual work now is what builds the reputation. People go, oh, when I'm famous, I'll have a reputation. No, no, no. You build the reputation by doing the work now. Please write that down. You build the reputation by doing the work now. You, you don't wait. It's like, I, I don't wait until I get a publishing contract to start writing. I start writing now. I don't, I don't hope one day I'll have a publishing contract and be a great writer. I write now. Same thing with virtual coaching and training. At some point, and many of you don't understand this because you, know, you just haven't been in the industry long enough. You're going to eventually start a virtual coaching or training program. Everybody fights me on this and everybody ends up discovering, calling me two, three, four years later. Geez, Brent, I'm finally going to start that thing. You were right. I wish I'd done it. Then they do it. They get it going. They're like, I can't believe I waited so long. It's the universal thing. So I hope that starts. That makes sense. RV start right now. And also don't wait for promotional partners. Many of you think, you know, you have to develop a name in the industry and then people will know you and then you can finally start, you know, doing your thing. Don't wait for promotional partners. Learn to run ads. I think it's really important is two things. Put unbelievably consistent and awesome original content out in the marketplace through social media, right? Try to build up your organic following. Go for it. And number two, run ads. And people are like, oh, Brenna, I don't know how to run ads. I'm like, that's great. You didn't know how to ride a bike either, but you're in the influencer space now. You or someone on your team needs to learn how to run ads. 
to an opt-in page where there is an offer and figure out how to make that work and make some money, whether that makes money over the course of 30, 60, 90 days, or the lifetime value is even longer than that, which is very common in our industry. Your goal is to learn how to draw people to what you're doing and not be under the guise of, I gotta be famous first and get on TV because people get on TV and make no money. Or gee, Brandon, I'd better you know have promotional partners. Sometimes you have promotional partners, sometimes you don't. What you can always control is whether or not you're running an ad. And so that's why I'm passionate about ads and affiliates. Affiliates are great. You can run a big company with just having other promotional partners, AKA affiliates, but it's not going to be something that you can consistently scale because affiliates drop in and drop out where ads are more predictable, you can scale them. And so my opinion, do both. I'm sorry, do all three. Ads, affiliates, and organic, but get in the game and be consistent. That's it. Eric Reed is asking, how do you move a low viewing live to hundreds of viewers? If you're, okay, if you're on social media and you're doing a live and people aren't joining, I think this is the question, is what you have to do is start giving them reasons to share this with their friends. First, you ask, please, hey, if you know anyone who's dealing with this issue, would you please go tag them or invite them in right now or like this or share it on your page? Let's, let's get some people involved around this. Let's create some momentum around this conversation. Would you guys do that? And then also incentivizing, being like, hey, listen, for those who are joining right now, at the end of our broadcast today, we're gonna give away this prize. If you would please go tell your friends who'd be interested in this topic or that prize, get them enrolled. Let's see what we can do all. That's really important. But the real truth is, it's following up on those people who have been live and encouraging them to invite more people in for the next one, giving advance notice, and maybe incentivizing it. Um, as many of you know, you can do referral programs where you know you can have people give them a link, refer them into one of your programs and give them prizes or payment for that, whether it's an affiliate model or a prize model. Um, those things are really popular to get more people attending. The most important thing though, consistency. Consistency of not just showing up, consistency of value. Just do it better than other people. Just do it better than other people and that really matters. Okay, Jennifer, how do you go from 10 or so in groups to hundreds? I feel like I have quite a few followers on my personal page who are really into my obstacle course racing stories, but it's hard to transition them into my group coaching and programs. And Jennifer, that's always gonna be the case. It's always gonna be hard to take any audience who knows this over here and get them over here. And the only thing that is in between is two things, one, unbelievable value, like tremendous value in between that helps them bridge that understanding. Like, okay, I like you here. Why do I need you here? I like you here. Why do I need you here? The only thing in there, train them, teach them, talk about, hey, if you like this topic, then going to the next level requires these things and just teach them great content. And that great content can literally be four or five videos. So I said, there's two things. One, great content between here and here, connecting the dots. And number two, a killer offer with a deadline. What happens, Jennifer, is a lot of people, they, they kind of post out, well, I have this coaching thing, and they post it once. I have this coaching thing, they post it every quarter. If you want to take someone from here to here, get their email or be so consistent on being on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube live, where you're consistently talking about it and consistently adding value, and then, again, make a great offer, give a deadline. And what's a great offer? 
usually a great offer is just stacking a ton of value. And then, uh, you know, it's making, instead of charging, you know, a thousand dollars, you're only charging a hundred. That's called price juxtaposition of, of saying, listen, my time, my value, these other programs that you're getting with are usually worth this much. Today, you're getting this deal. So it's a deal plus the discount. The number one reason people fail to convert anybody into a group coaching or a virtual training program is not the value of who you are. Please hear me. If you're not getting clients, it's not because you're not awesome. It's not because you're famous or not famous. It's not because you know, you're lacking a bigger audience or more notoriety. Because a lot of brands can't close. A lot of big names in our industry who are good friends of mine, they couldn't make somebody buy something. And so they're, I mean, they're literally, they got a million fans and they're broke. Not kidding you. I mean, if I could tell you how many people have that situation. They never took the time to know the customer, put together a great deal that will help that customer get progress towards achieving their goals, their dreams, and making that deal tied together with a very strong deadline close. And the deadline close, when I say deadline close, I'm gonna say it over and over and over throughout this year to you all. That means a 72 hour, 48 hour, 24 hour, last call, last chance close sequence. Whether you do that live or that's on your podcast or on your webpage, your blog, best of all, highest converting email, they gotta have that countdown. You know, our last big promotion for our virtual coaching programs, y'all, when we did it, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, I apologize, but I bet 70% of the sales came on the last day. I mean, the promotion didn't look like it was doing good at all. People were engaging the content, but it was like, why aren't more people selling? Because people have been taught and trained now to buy at the deadline. And so don't give up, Jennifer, if it looks like they're not buying, it's because you're not being consistent enough with what the deal is. Tell them about, tell them about, tell them about, and then have a strong close. Very important, a strong close on a certain day. The best way to do a close is the 72, 48, 24, last call, last chance. And throughout that process, be addressing their objections, showing testimonials, and giving a new unique bonus. Let's say that again. In that last 72 hours, or the lead up to it, we are addressing their objections. Why won't they sign up? We're showing them testimonials and we are ultimately adding in another new bonus that pushes them over the edge. That is, I mean, that's, that's nothing unique or new to me saying that. That's worked for the industry for over a decade and it's still a critical component to all promotions. I hope that serves you. Mads is in the house, what's up buddy? Some years ago, we did a lot of campaigns each year and a lot bought on those campaigns. But we ended up training our customers to just wait some more weeks to our next offer. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, you know, Mads, what I like to do is, and what I believe uh, great influencers are doing right now is drive as many people into one or two key programs. One or two key programs. Like the real focus isn't to teach, you know, the audience about all these different campaigns, products, and programs. The truth is, get the whole world and everybody you can to just hear about two campaigns, like one product, two products. Like for us, it's coaching and courses. Get everybody to know, like try to get everybody into coaching and courses. And it's not until they're in that, that then we will roll out to them the next funnels that will 
reveal the next you know, products and programs and services. Meaning, don't try to confuse the market or overwhelm the market with you know, 30 campaigns, 10 campaigns, 15 campaigns, until they're a buyer. Get them to be a minimum viable buyer, meaning put them into one of your core programs, and then roll out your other products and programs to help them progress higher and higher. So it's almost like you're bringing people into the general, the general topic, the general area, and you only have one or two offerings there that are really clear, and then you're showing the other things. Now, you may be also talking, that's one way I'm hearing that, you may be sharing the concept of, well, no, but I know what I mean is, I got one product, but I do multiple campaigns on it throughout the year to get people in. That's totally okay. Your job there is to make sure you're doing a good job of segmenting the people who saw it and the people who didn't see it. And your job there is always add a unique bonus or two for each offer so that each campaign then can have a new deadline. Meaning if you keep rolling out campaigns and they're just gonna wait, I'll buy it someday, whatever, that's happening because you're not having really clear, unique bonuses each time or a new reason to buy or a clear deadline for each one. So I think it's really important to have those components each time. I hope that serves you. Raluca, I think your name is, I answered your question. How do you create a community of live virtual trainings? You get people to pay for a live virtual training and that's key. Some people say, well, Brennan, can I just go live and teach people without getting them to pay? I'm like, yes, but my job in the Influencer Business Program is to help you have a business. And so I always talk about how to get paid at it, but you could certainly just go live every day on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, do that over and over and over and over again to build your audience and build your base, and then offer your coaching program throughout that. I think that works just fine. The most important thing is to keep in the game. So the first idea about virtual teaching and training, that the attendance is the primary goal. How do you get the attendance? Again, drive people into an opt-in, add value, tell them to subscribe or buy the virtual training and coaching. And just do that over and over and over again. Number two, remember, energy is the outcome. Number three, always use a framework when you are teaching. Always use a framework when you are teaching. Now today, I specifically did not use a framework when I'm teaching because I wanna illustrate the point to you. Now, if you've been with me before, you know that what I like to usually do is I go, there's like, you know, I'll say, there's 10 points today that we're gonna cover. That's a framework. And they progress in order of the way things happen, right? Or I'll show you a picture. If you ever see me doing, you know, all, most of my training is in front of the flip chart, right? I'll draw a virtual, you know, sort of schematic. I'll draw, you know, some circles that people can write down and they can follow me visually along the way. You wanna teach in a visual way. You wanna teach in a chronological way. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. And you wanna teach in an implementable way, meaning this is how you do it. Like don't share a bunch of concepts, like do this. Like I'm saying, opt in, teach some value, tell them to subscribe. Do that over and over and over and over again. Do the 72 hour, that like implementation style teaching. Those three things are what people find value in, okay? Notice though, I did not do that in this training. No framework. Maybe you like this training or not, but this might training for many of you without that visual demographic, or this was step one through 10, it might feel like it's kind of like 
there's a lot going on right now. It's like, oh wait, but I still have these questions over here and, and, and over here and, and, and how does this all come together and what should I do first? That's the power of having a framework because it helps do that, help avoid all that. So let me give you examples of frameworks, okay? The seven habits of highly effective people. That's a framework. If you read that book, it's a visual representation. You see the seven habits and he says, you know, first things first, right? And so begin with the end in mind, right? It's like very clear uh, graphics for that. If you read my book, The Charge, there's 10 things that activate our internal charge and they're visually represented. Read High Performance Habits. There's the internal versus the social. And then it's, a, it's again, it's a visual schematic that people can follow along with your training. And those visual schematics always, for me, go chronological and they're implementation-based. If you can do that, right? Make it visual, make it chronological, make it implementation-based. If you do this, you're a good trainer. With the right energy and the right framework, everything shifts and changes in your training. The value of it, people start talking about it. They're like, oh, I'm getting progress. I'm doing the right things. Does this make sense? It's so important. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn to earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Hey all, it's Brendan. And I wanna make sure that you go check out growthday.com. It's an all-in-one personal development platform where you can do everything you would like to do for personal development in one place. You can capture your mindset journaling, set your goals, track your habits and improve them, take wellness challenges, and learn from the highest powered, highest paid, most respected motivational teachers, wellness coaches, and life coaches in the world live every week. One trial, we just call it starter, that's where you're just using the tools. You know, it's the mindset journal where we prompt you 
with tons of research-backed prompts to help you become more positive, confident, self-aware, and happy. We've got your goal tracking system. That's where you set your personal development goals and reminders, so like reminders to meditate or reminders to call your partner and flirt or you know reminders to make sure that you do this one project. It's also got, importantly, your habit tracking system. This is where you can track your high performance habits, which we teach you to do. And then you receive targeted scores and recommended videos to improve those. Our pro level now includes live classes. You know, we've got the best teachers in all of personal and professional development, period, in the app. These folks all charge over $50,000 for a one hour keynote, but they're live every single month in growth day teaching for 45 minutes. Then we have what we call all access. And that's where you get the tools plus the live classes, but also over 20 deep dive, powerful life transformative courses. So these courses, these classes, these are things that would cost over $3,000 a month to access. But Growth Day Pro, as an example, is less than a buck a day. Your personal development is worth a dollar a day. Your access to these people is worth a dollar a day, but you can start free right now when you go to growthday.com. Next thing, when you're virtual coaching or training, you are doing QA every 10 minutes or you are referencing questions that you gathered every 10 minutes. So in all my training, here's what I tend to do. I know the questions in advance that people have submitted or they're going to ask. And every 10 minutes, I'll say like, okay, this next point you guys have asked me about. So I'm always saying, you guys asked me about this. You asked me about this. You asked me about it. Because in virtual training, they want to know that you're listening. You are listening. And then what I do is every 30 minutes, my team will send me, usually more than often that, but my team will send me the questions you all are asking. Does that make sense? So every 10 minutes, I'm referencing questions or answering questions. But for me, while I'm live, it's usually every 30 minutes I have my team send me something, depending on how long I'm on. Today, I'm on for an hour, so I probably text my team to send me some questions at like 20 minutes in. And I'll probably do that you know, two or three times. But in general, reference a question from the audience every 10 minutes, even if you're not live taking them, if just be like, you guys asked me this, here's the answer. Q&A every 10 minutes is important. Next big idea, participation rewards. You always wanna reward participation with your audience. That's why many of you all see, you know, we'll give away a course or we'll give away a book or we'll give away a swag or we'll give away something for those who ask questions throughout most of our live casts, especially when I'm in our Portland studio where I have all the swag, rewarding people for participating, whether you open up a new course for them or give them a new program or training that might serve when people are uh, participating. But here's what I mean by this, not just, I don't mean this just live in the virtual training. And I'm trying to get better at this. What you wanna do, and I'm sure you've seen this in a lot of programs in our industry where it's almost like progress participation rewards where, okay, if you've been with us for one month, you get this gold star. Or you've been with us two months, you get this course unlocked. Or you've been with us three months, you get this thing. Because a virtual training community loves progress checkpoints. It's almost like, do you guys remember when you were in kindergarten and as you're going throughout the year, you're getting gold stars for completion of stuff? 
just like in you know the virtual gaming world where you get badges of completion, how are you building those progress checkpoints, those participation rewards into what you are doing? Now, there's lots of different ways to do that. Uh, the way that we tend to do it in our company, what I like to do because I'm a live trainer, I love to give you guys for being in this online program, we give you two tuition waivers to our live events that we charge, you know, 300 or 400 or $1,000 for. So like, as an example, everyone watching this, your participation reward is after you've been with us for 30 days, you get to come to an influencer program. Uh, or when you're with us after, if you sign up for like the brand builder, after 30 days, we unlock another seven week, weeks of training with Experts Academy, right? So it's like unlocking future training is a recognition or a reward or participation for people being in your program. And, and people should know that when they purchase. So if you see the influencer business program now, the way that we're offering it, it's like there's three levels and it's like the second level, you get the live training, but then you get seven weeks of Experts Academy plus the tickets. If you're in the pro level, you get all that plus total product blueprint plus, you know, whatever. And I think that's what's really important is that you're always thinking of how do you reward people for either being at a higher level in a program with you or for duration. And that's really important too. Okay, next up, virtual training. Guess what? A lot of people can't make your virtual training, which you guys know. So you got to do the replay in the tools. The replay in the tools is a couple of things. Try to kick out that replay within two business days. The replay, if you can't get out faster, um, we do ours, obviously, as you guys see, late day Friday for where we're at. Um, and we try to get up our replays on Mondays. But the tools, if you've never seen, when we give up the replays, we also give you a worksheet. And so you want to do, don't just tell them to go watch the replay. Say, go get the replay. Plus, there's a worksheet that you can follow along so that they implement more. Because your job is, spread the energy, but if you get them implementing based off the worksheets or the tools that you give them, then they're more likely to obviously make the impact that they've joined your program for. So I hope that makes sense. Okay, last big piece here as well is to do community engagement. That means you, a couple of different things in community engagement. Engaging your community is highlighting successful students, highlighting people doing a good job, Highlighting people who are in the community, participating, engaging, having success stories. This is a big initiative for us this year is to do better with our student success stories, tracking, managing them, filming them. We have a documentary coming out for one of our high performance brands where we've just been traveling around the world filming our successful students who are in our coaching program, talking about the transformations that they've had. And it's really powerful to tell the story of the community in this way. Uh, another way to get community engagement, obviously put them in a Facebook group, give them unique content or encouragement there or opportunities or challenges there. Make sure that you are asking or setting up the interactions for them to come together, uh, whether that's live, like we do at our live events for you, that's how we give you tickets, or it's virtually with this live broadcast where you guys can chat and share or engage in the Facebook groups. All of that adds to a lot of the magic here. Nicole, Tacey is asking, what are some of your tips on pricing membership programs? Here's my tip, Nicole. Personally, if I was starting over, I would make sure that my tip is to have a one single price for a membership program. 
Meaning in earlier, I shared with you that I had three different levels for like influencer business program. We got like, you know, beginner, then we've got brand builder, then we got pro and they're getting it more expensive as they go. If starting when you're first starting, just have one price point, one level. Don't try to maintain or manage multiple levels of virtual training or virtual groups when you first begin. It's too complicated. It's too big of a mess and you don't have the scale yet. Just get those buyers for that one offering. Second big idea. The way that you do pricing is based on a couple of things. Number one, uh, you do your pricing based on how much are you personally engaged and involved each month, right? So if, if you're doing a two hour training, you would charge more than you would if you did a 30 minute training. That's obvious. Then there's also depth of implementation. Meaning if you're teaching strategically or high level versus step-by-step, step-by-step, like breaking it down, you charge more for those implementation style trainings than you do conceptual or strategic style. So the depth of the training that you're going in. Number three is how proprietary or unique is what you are teaching, right? It's like, you know, toothpaste is a commodity. They don't charge much for it. But if not many people are teaching what you're teaching or do it, or you're doing it in a very unique or specific way, then obviously you charge more for that. Number four, I think I'm on, is brand. If you are have greater level of expertise and you've been doing it longer and you have a brand name behind you, meaning you're more well-known for it, charge more. Let's call it the ancillaries, the bonuses. What other things do they get with the offer? That's probably one of the most like undervalued things in your pricing. Because what most people do, Nicole, and I don't want anyone to make this, don't make the decision based on how you feel about yourself. Because a lot of people feel like, oh, well, who am I to do this? So they're going to charge low. Don't do that. It, it, your pricing decisions should not be based on your self-esteem. But most people do that. Well, I, I'm just starting. Who am I? So they charge nothing and their family continues to suffer. Instead, what I'd like you to do is think about those things I'm talking about. How much implementation is there? How long and involved are you? How different is what you are doing? And what are the bonuses that you're adding with it? Like all of my programs, like, uh, you know, influencer business program, I think the, the brand builder level is like $99 a month or no, it's $700 a year or something like that now. And the way I think about that program is they're getting Experts Academy, which is a course along with it. Many of you guys have that. You've been in different levels of our programs throughout the years that this has evolved. But I think, well, what an unbelievable bonus that is. You know, a $2,000 online course. So of course that ratchets up the monthly or the annual subscription. So really think about, Nicole, what can you add in with your basic level offer to make it more valuable. And here's what I tell people all the time. Nicole, when you go to sell it, sell those bonuses as hard as you sell the main thing. Like if they wanna be there with you live every month, okay, that's cool, sell that. Tell them why that's valuable, why that's powerful, what you'll teach them. But then be like, and when you sign up, you get this thing. And that thing, the bonus should be of equal value or higher. It should be something like, I want that, right? I definitely want that thing. You remember it's like when they're selling, you know, same thing on infomercials or any good old fashioned marketing, you know, they might sell like, hey, you know, buy this, you know, this 
you know, onion chopper, the little chop, 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 chop. And if you buy this onion chopper today, you also get this set of Ginsu knives. And you're like, wait, I'd rather have the Ginsu knives than the little chopper thing, I'll buy. This actually happens in our world too. They might want you live, but if you can have a bonus that just blows their mind, that's really gonna change the game and what you're offering in terms of your pricing. So really make sure that your pricing is considering what you are giving away in addition to the virtual coaching or training that you're conducting live. I hope that framework helps you think through all that. Robert Murray, what are your thoughts about a, having a low-priced beta membership to attract people into the program versus starting out with a higher-priced, higher-level, small group of people who can make sure the program is excellent? Uh, well, a couple things, Robert. It's not their job to make sure the program is excellent. You got to start with that, like right off the bat. But what I tell people all the time, if you are considering those two different things, go high or low. If you're totally new to the industry, I'm like, go low, get some people in, then start upping the price. And don't complain about this because listen, Netflix did it to you too. All right. It's like, so did every other program. It's like starts at a price and then as they add more premium services, everything gets a little more expensive. And that's just the way of the world. And I think that's a really good way to do it. But can I give you a ratio, Robert? If, if your higher price level, let's talk about that. Let's say, let's say your higher price, very high level small group was gonna be $500 a month. I, I don't know what your programs are, so let me just make it up. If it was gonna be $500 a month and you're saying, well, I should, maybe I should do a low priced beta group do 20%. Meaning, if you think your high price thing is 500 and you want to test it, still make that low price $100. Not 10 bucks, 50 bucks. Do 20% of the price in your beta testing to get volume in and see how it goes um, and do a limited time only first time buyer, uh, sort of like you've seen these a lot, like founders offers. Like the first, you're the first ones in, so I'm giving you this unbelievable discount and make it really clear that you're gonna increase the price. Um, not on those people, but on upcoming future people. I think it's a, a, a good program. However, I shared that and still challenge people. And I'll, I'll always do this, so forgive me guys. I, I think most people should charge more. And the reason they don't is either self-esteem or lack of the willingness to learn the marketing chops to charge that much money. And so I would encourage anybody here, if you wanna charge a lot of money, charge a lot of money. Let your, absolutely. Like if my first seminar, I charged $5,000 for that ticket. My first seminar. And the only reason I did it is because, you know, I saw it, I, Jack Canfield was charging that. And I was like, I guess that's what they charge. I was dumb, in other words. I was like, well, I guess that's what seminars are. And I charged like $5,000. Maybe it was $39.95, was $4,000, I guess it was. So um, I, I just went for it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to learn the marketing chops that it would take to get people to purchase that much. And now I'm going to challenge myself to deliver that much value. And I just went right at it, Robert. I was like, I want high-end, high-margin customers. I always want implementers and amazing students. That's why I love you guys so much. I just want awesome students who are listening, hearing what I'm saying, and going and going and trying and doing and trying and doing and learning and learning. And so I was gonna charge more. From day one, my brand was built on more premium pricing than lower price pricing. Uh, and I would say, Robert, it was that way for a, a, a solid decade. I didn't offer lower end consumer price points 
until 10 years. Um, and that was because I wanted to work with people who were willing to invest higher. And that was my personal preferences of people I wanted to work with and how much value I wanted to add. Kelly Sinclair, how long do you think is a realistic amount of time to expect it to take to build a significantly sized audience? I think a realistic amount of time is forever, Kelly. I don't think that you should worry about how long it's gonna take because it's just gonna take really long. That's it. It's going to take long and it will likely take longer than you think. So if you think it's gonna be a year, Kelly, here's what I always tell people, three times the length amount of time you think. Well, in five years, I'll be here. Probably gonna be 15, unless you practice your high performance habits and you get a mentor. That's it. Get a mentor, practice high performance habits. You'll get there faster. But I always tell people, it's probably gonna take three times longer than you think. That's generally how I feel it's gonna be. Three times longer than you think. Not because I'm doubting people's potential, because I'm like, I'm that guy. I think it's good to be conservative about how long it's gonna to take to do things. Sometimes you'll be surprised, sometimes you won't. But the nice thing is when you don't worry about the time outcome, you ask a better question. And that question is, what are the needle moving activities I should be doing every single week and never miss them, Kelly? That's the answer. Do the needle moving activities every single week. Do not miss ever. And then the audience kind of takes care of itself. I'll give you an example. For me, in part of my brand as I began, the needle moving activities for me when I began, blogs were big. So I did a weekly newsletter and blog with video from day one. And I just outperformed most of the industry. I did that at least once a week for a decade. That doesn't count everything else I did. The webinars, the broadcasts, the seminars, the books, everything. But my content release was so consistent. And now with the help of my team, who's awesome, we're even more consistent. That consistency is the thing you should focus on not when it will turn for you. I hope that helps. Uh, Tammy, I have a monthly subscription community. People are joining slowly but surely. Congratulations, Tammy. They report loving the content, but they won't ask questions during the Q&A period what to do. Uh, Tammy, a couple of good things there. One, uh, solicit people in advance to ask questions in advance and collect them. Two, ask people to send a cell phone video to you with their question in advance and splice that into your live broadcast um, using basic tools that like we could use Wirecast for that as an example, or at least have, you know, literally have their question. So if they're not doing it during the live, get it in advance. Second big idea though, Tammy, is to do a better job of highlighting students. Bring a student on with you. Like we don't do it here, but you've seen a lot of my clients do it. We'll have them Skype in somebody. And so they'd be like a little square up here and you could see them and they can ask a question or you can split the screen with some tools and you're on the left, they're on the right. In other words, Tammy, let the community see the community engaging more if you're struggling with getting the questions. I think that's really important. Great question. Brian Eccles, what's up my man? Brennan, how do we reward them if we're just starting? What do we give them? Um, I think Brian, Start rewarding them with recognition. Same thing I just told Tammy. Get them to come on and like let them see each other interact and let them see you interact with them. 
and that would be much more participative. That reward of them asking a question or sharing an insight. Ask your audience, Brian, if you're doing a Zoom as an example, like click on, you know, or arrange it in advance, somebody who wants to share a strategy that they are doing. That level of engagement, Tammy, will get you more questions and Brian will make them feel rewarded to be a active participant or teacher in the community. Otherwise, I think giving digital content or unlocking digital content as they go, Brian, is always a fundamental. Uh, Thomas was, is there any research that supports a good day of the week or the time of a day for scheduling your live training or your live videos to improve attendance? Uh, Thomas, I would say there is not good research, um, but the research that is out there is actually pretty clear. Um, if you have an entrepreneurial audience, you know, going into lunch or going to the end of the day, right? At the end of the day or into lunch, two really good times to go live in your, wherever your larger local audience is. Meaning like mine tends to be Pacific Standard Time. So I would go into lunch Pacific Standard Time or I do my four to 5 p.m. If they are employees, however, if large, if you're not dealing with an entrepreneurial audience and more of your people are employees, then doing it obviously after hours or even weekends are going to be way more powerful for them. You got to think of when they can show up, right? And it's obviously got to know your audience, right? If you're coaching and training and teaching new moms, right? Brand new moms, you know what? Morning's not going to be your most powerful time. It's just not, it, there's going to be certain times of, that you have to be strategic about knowing who your audience is and when to do it. I hope that helps. It's always gonna be based on audience for that, Thomas. Here's what I would share though, for all of you, don't be overly concerned with that. The most important question is, when will you do it consistently? That is the most important question. When is it convenient for you? Like many of you are always, you know, I'm asked constantly, like, Brandon, why do you gotta do it on Fridays? You know, Fridays, I, I wanna cut out, I wanna go do something else. I'm like, because Fridays work for me. That's it. The only reason we do all my live training and we do all my live training on one single day is because some of you guys are, as you know, you're in multiple programs, all in one day. We really do. Uh, Hayden, with the progress participation rewards, would you let them know up front, if you get here, complete this, you just surprise them? Uh, or would you tell them in advance or would you surprise them as they progress? I would tell them in advance. Matter of fact, both on the sales letter or the checkout page and then in the emails I get afterwards, remind them, okay, here's the schedule. Here's what's gonna happen. Here's what you're gonna get. We're rolling that out in a new buyer sequence I'm working on, matter of fact, right now, to make sure that that's more clear to people. Because a lot of times, if they don't know that, they don't know they're progressing, even if they're creating great content, they don't feel it. And I think that's really important. Okay, last one. Xavier, Brennan, have you ever tested taking a larger course and breaking it down into smaller mini courses with a lower price point? Uh, yes, and Xavier, the answer there is exactly what you wrote. Test, 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 test. In general, I have found it does not bring that much more volume. It doesn't make that much more of a difference. Here's why. It's so funny. It almost takes the same effort to get somebody to give you $100 as it does to give, get them to give you $300, right? You got to get the conversion either way. And lowering the price doesn't necessarily get higher conversions, as most marketers here will tell you. So I have found breaking things down to lower the price point does not actually drive any more revenue or profitability into the company ever in any of our tests. I have had clients do it mostly because their product was too complex. 
And so they broke it down into more mini classes and that worked for them, but it did not necessarily give them more margin. It might've given them more buyers, which is a good thing because more buyers lead to greater lifetime value. And so it's getting as many buyers as possible can be a good argument. But to be clear, it doesn't always mean greater profitability right up front. And it doesn't always mean higher conversions because it takes about the same amount of effort to get somebody to convert, you know, again, from 100 to 300 as an example. I appreciate you all. Please remember, we got a world in chaos right now. We got a lot of darkness and struggle out there right now. And people are getting just fed up, burnt out and tired. And so we need leaders and we need you to be an inspiration. We need you to shine some light in there. The reason we do the influencer stuff isn't just to make money. It's because the meaning of our efforts to share our voice, to share our content, to try to educate the next generation or those who are right behind us who are just struggling. I think it's incredibly important that each of us take this role seriously, that we do need more positive influencers out there and that can be you. So please remember what my wife always says, you can choose to be ordinary or you can choose to go be extraordinary. Please be extraordinary and consistent in sharing your voice because the world needs your voice right now. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. US presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10 digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com, just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you wanna go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brandon, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me. 
503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share, you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125.